Oh, and, and the reason I put this up is because I want you to see this first. And I'm going to be talking about this a lot this weekend and this week. But I was in my room praying to the Lord, and I was, it was a couple months out because I, like to, I go together with Cindy Jacobson, the consultation of prophets from around the world. And we get together, and everybody just wants to get up, and we share what God is saying. And so I was in my office praying, and I felt this. It was windy outside, for one thing, and I forgot about that part before. But as I was in my office, I was behind my desk. I have two desks in my office because my grandson sits at another desk so he can do his homeschool. And he wasn't there that day. And I was sitting behind my big, giant computer, and I felt my house just I felt the house shake, and I, I felt the presence of God in my room, in my office, and I always know God is always there, but I felt something different, and when I, I knew something was in my room, I don't know how to explain it any other way, and I was afraid to look around my big giant computer. I know the fear of God came on me. I don't know how to explain it any other way. And I couldn't really put my head all the way around. I knew instantly I, God's foot was in my room. He had come down. And I fell on the floor. And I worshiped the Lord for I don't know how long it was. But, and he just began speaking to me. This was a couple years ago. And he said, I am come down. And it, it just shook me to the core. And so he ended up taking me to Psalm 77, which I'm going to read it to you because the whole psalm is really good. And um, this is what God is doing right now in the earth. And also Psalms 18. Those are the two psalms we're going to be talking about. You know, there are other places in the word that God reveals what he did in Egypt, and this is one of them. Now, in the beginning of the chapter... This is kind of where we are as a nation and as people. It just says, and I'm going to read the NAS. For the choir director, according to Jedithan, a psalm of Asaph. My voice rises to God and I will cry aloud. My voice rises to God and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. In the night, my hand was stretched out without weariness. My soul refused to be comforted. When I remembered God... Then I am disturbed. When I sigh, then my spirit grows faint. You have held my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Now, I know a lot of people feel that way right now about what's going on in the nation. I don't know if you watch the news or not. Don't get lost in the news. But yes, they are, there's things going on, and there's things that people are doing. And yes, believe it or not, yes, they're trying to bring our country down and shake it. They are. How many of you knew that? They are trying to bring the nation down. There is no question about that. Verse 6, I will remember, oh no, sorry, uh, number 5, I have considered the days of old, the years of long ago. You see, God wants us to go back and look at the things in the Old Testament too and not just the New Testament. And it isn't that I don't like the New Testament. I love the New Testament. But the reason he wants us to go back is because he wants us to see how he moved in the past and how he's going to move again today. So I have considered the days of old, the years of long ago. I will remember my song in the night. I will meditate in my heart 
and my spirit ponders, will the Lord reject forever? And will he never be favorable again? One of the things that I also believe, that's a little mixed up, is we've had a wrong end time eschatology. Now, I'm not going to teach that, and I don't want to get into a debate about that. But I will say that we all know we win. Amen. <laughs> okay? And it's not about the Lord not being favorable to us. We forsook the Lord, Amen. and we didn't realize it. We are, had not been walking the way he wanted us to walk. And I say we. I'm not saying you. I'm saying we as the body of Christ as a whole got lost. And we had some people that were helping us navigate incorrectly. The word says we have to watch out for that, that we would even be, even the elite would be, uh, the elect would be deceived. And so we ask, has his loving kindness ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Or has he in anger withdrawn his compassion? Then I said, it is my grief that the right hand of the Most High has changed. But it really hasn't. We're not walking on the path we should be. He is. We've got to get back. Amen. We've got to get back. That's what awakening is. It's getting back with God. It's not even just the Holy Spirit coming and doing all these things so people will get saved. No, we first in the church have to get back. You hear what I'm saying? We have to get back. We're not back enough yet. That's why things aren't happening yet. He's saying, get back, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to my heart. Come back to my ways. Now, 11 says this, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God? I'm telling you, these gods have no power except that we give it over. Amen. Why are we giving it over? It's not just we need to come out and get deliverance. We give over. Say, I don't want to give over anymore. I don't want to give over anymore. Say it again. See, we've got to get past, I need to come out and I need to get healed. No, you need to stop giving it over. Because when you give it over, then they come and that's why you can't get out. You give them the right. Say, I don't want to give them the right. Okay. Your way, oh God, is holy. One thing very powerful that happened recently, I was praying for my grandson because he came in and told me he made some mistakes. And I said, well, did you repent to the Lord? And he said, yes, I did, because I've been teaching them that. But he's so funny. He said, but Holy Spirit told me I have to tell you. <laughs> and I said, all right. And so he began to tell me. And it wasn't anything that big, but it was awesome because he had a conviction. He, the Holy Spirit wouldn't let him go. We couldn't even go into school. In fact, we didn't do school that day. We did deliverance. Now, my nine-year-old is not like a drug addict, and he's not selling drugs or anything like that. 
But his mother did, and my son did. And all that and whatever else was back there was in his bloodline. And it all came out that morning. Because some things tried to jump on my son, on my grandson, because it was in his blood. And he recognized a tendency in himself, and he didn't like it. He, didn't, he couldn't stand it. And he said, I have to tell you, Jim, I already told the Lord, but he said, I have to tell you. And he's funny, he said, I have five things. And he, I said, Zayden, it's okay. And as soon as he did, he started going into deliverance. Yes, he's only nine, and, I, and I'm not going to say all the things because it's private. But the, the reason that I share that is because that's where we're going. That is what God is doing. God is saying, you don't have it together. You think you do. You don't. And he was telling Zayden, you don't have it together. I want to touch you today. And he told him, you can't go on past today. And he didn't. And something has happened to him since that. I mean, he's always followed the Lord, but a deeper thing happened to him. Of course, he didn't like all the spirits coming out, and they were. And he even said, is all that coming out of me? And I said, yes, <laughs> unfortunately. So it doesn't matter how old you are. He was willing to say, I am not together. Uh, he was willing to say, I've been putting up a front, Jima. <laughs> I made a few mistakes. I don't want to, I feel yucky inside, Jima, help me. And he thought, just go ahead and go to the Lord, like I always told him, and God will cleanse you and heal you. But the Lord said, go talk to Jima. We need to go talk to Daddy God. You need to talk to Daddy God. See, he talked to his daddy God first, not me, to his daddy God. The reason God wanted to tell him to tell me because that spirit of deliverance fell on him. I, didn't, I wasn't planning on doing deliverance that day. And actually, it lasted a day and a half. Yeah, it was major because there was generational things. And I had to explain it to him. But he could take it. He was ready. God thought he was ready because it was out of my hands. I didn't do it. The wind of the Spirit came over my grandson. That's what I'm saying. The winds of the Spirit are blowing over God's people. The wind of the Spirit is here and moving because he's a holy God. What God is great like our God, it says in verse 13. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the peoples. You know, God made his strength known to my grandson that day. It wasn't about me and, oh, good, I got to pray for my grandson. It was about my grandson and God, about the Lord Jesus Christ and my grandson. Him recognizes the, the power of God. Him recognizing that he had to make a choice. He even recognizing that God wants holiness. Holiness. Above all things. That's the bottom line. Holiness just means you follow him, and if you make a mistake, you go to him. Holiness. Verse 15, you have by your power redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. 
You see, God redeemed Zadon that day in a way that I couldn't. Basically, God came down on Zadon. That's what happened. I am come down on Zadon today. You get on the boat or you get out of the room and he and I will take care of business. That's what I felt like. And so as the deliverance happened, of course, I prayed, but I explained to Zayden, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. I just coached him. That's how real deliverance is. Did you know that? Most of the time, the demons are dying to get out of the body, especially if you have that anointing for the Holy Spirit on you. And the wind of the God is blowing and the demons are like, please get me out. Because I can't take being in the wind of the spirit. That's what happened to Zayden. Those things were just ah, coming out. Quick. And most of it was generational for him. Because he's redeeming us in a fullness. It, it's not, he doesn't want us to battle. He wants to make us strong by the Spirit. The winds of the Spirit are blowing. The winds of the Spirit blew over him. So it says, you have by your power redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Now, it's really, really interesting how <clears throat> this verse goes next and how God shifts everything here. Because that's what this is about, and this is where we are today. And this is what I want to say to you. This scripture, when I was on my face in that same office two couple years ago, and I knew the foot of God was in my room, I was petrified to get up. I was down there for hours. And it wasn't like God was talking to me or anything. I just shook under the presence of God. There was no great revelation. It was very simple. I am come down. That's it. I'm here. Me, God, Jesus, I am come down. That was the same thing over Satan. I am come down over Satan. I am moving by my spirit. My winds are coming. You know, we really don't have to beg God to come down. Mm -mm. He's already coming down. We just need to acknowledge it. He is already coming down. They weren't begging God to come down, let me tell you, to get out of Egypt. They didn't understand what was going on. They didn't perceive what was going on, but he, they didn't realize he had already come down. That's what it says in Exodus 3.8. He said, I am come down to see what's happening here. You see, God had already come down to your situation, to where you're at now, everything you're believing, what you're praying, what you're standing for. God has already seen it. He's already come down in it. His spirit is moving amongst all of you, among your families, your business, your church. Quit begging God to come down. He's already here. Okay? I'm going to tell you flat out, God is already come down. That's what I knew when I was in my room. I don't have to ask God to come down. He's already in here. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> in fact, I'm scared. So all that ended and everything. But God took me to this scripture that we're going to read, this part of it. And it's about the exodus. And this is where we are in the nation and the nations right now with God. This is where we are. This is the word of the Lord 
right now in the earth. I am calm down. Sunday night, I'm going to talk about what happened when I went to Indiana and how God actually came down. So the whole state knew it. How about that? This is where we are. You're not going to have to beg and plead for God to come down. He's coming down. He's here. He's here in Oklahoma. He got here before I did. He was already here even before that. Mm. He's here. God is here. The Spirit of God is moving. He's giving you natural signs to see so that you know, so that you can humble yourself, so you can prepare, so that you can get ready. So you can bow yourself to him. That's all I could do in that room. I didn't have visions and dreams and all that. I just, I just needed to know God is in control. The Lord is here. His presence was there. And this is what happened when they got to the Red Sea. And we're going to talk about this numerous times. It says here in the NAS translations, the waters saw you, oh God. The waters saw you. They were in anguish. The deeps also trembled. Let me tell you this, and you better get used to it. <laughs> and I've been saying this for years. The creation knows what's going on. Okay? The creation gets out of the way. The waters saw him, and, and it got out of the way. Now, Moses was at the Red Sea, and he freaked out. I would have done the same. How about you? He said, help. Pharaoh's army's behind me. And God did that on purpose. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. I'm here to tell you, God is hardening people's hearts right now. It's not that God is not answering your prayers for the nation and the nations and the war in Ukraine and all that. God is orchestrating things that you know not. He's already here. He's already in the midst. We seem to think that God's not in the midst of what's going on around us. But he's here. And he's over there in the Ukraine. And he's here in our government, in our Washington, D.C. buildings. I like to say, you could, you know, just blow on it and <laughs> either get them saved and then knock down the building or something. No. <clears throat> but even that's not right. So the waters saw you, oh God, the waters saw you. They were in anguish. The deeps trembled. You see, the creation helps us, and I've taught that here. But it's more than that now, too. The creation manifests God's presence. The winds, you know, you can't see the winds, you can't touch the wind, you can't taste the wind, but when the wind comes, you know it's there. It's the same with the Spirit. It's the same when God does things. You can't touch it all the time, you can't, do, you can't grab it, but He is there. He's in the midst. And so that's what happened. Israel, in their panic and not understanding what God was doing, didn't realize He was there all along. Yes, they had a pillar of cloud in front and a fire pillar in the back. But that was just for them to see something. 
Because when Moses stretched out that staff, the water saw what was really going on. Yeah. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth a sound. Your arrows flashed here and there. So God is saying there was a war there. Something was happening right there at the Red Sea that they couldn't see. Arrows were flying. Did anybody see arrows? No. Does it say that anywhere else in the word? No. But it says it here. And so God told Moses, stretch out your staff. That was just for Moses. Because the waters had already seen God. And God came down. It says, the sound of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. I kind of think that's what happened yesterday when we were at the airport. His lightning, this storm just came in. His lightnings came down. The earth was shaking and everything was crazy and everything was put down to the ground. The heavens were declaring what God was doing yesterday. This very thing. This is what was being declared yesterday at the airport. And this is what it says. Your way was in the sea and your pass in the mighty waters, and your footprints may not be known. Now, I have a footprint there, but his, he made no footprints. But you see, I want you to recognize this. He went before them. He, not only did he come down, but he went before them. Now, we know that to a degree, but this actually says, he, is, he walked in the water. The water stood up and bowed to him and said, yes, we'll move for you. Yes, we'll move for your people. Yes, we see what you're doing. Yes. The water bowed to God. The creation bowed down. So nobody saw any footprints. They didn't know he was in front of them. Now, who knows? That word doesn't say they knew he was in front of them. The way they describe it through the Exodus is that he put his staff out. The winds came and blew all night long. What happened last night? The winds came and blew all night long last night. I could hear it blowing all night last night. I said, oh, God, you're so funny. Whew. What does that mean? He has come down. He has come down. He's come down. And it says, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. And I'm like, wow. So this really is God saying this is what happened at the Red Sea. Okay, here we are coming out, our nation, the nations, and God's getting ready to do something. But he has already come down. It's not because we're begging and pleading. It was part of his plan. He already had a plan. We just have to get in with the plan. Amen. My grandson did not plan on doing deliverance. Neither did I. We got in with the plan. Amen. God is doing something to the nation right now. We just need to get in with the plan. He has already come down. I want you to hear that again. He has already come down. He has come down. 
I am come down. I am is come down. The winds of the Spirit are blowing. The Spirit was already blowing, but he decided to be kind to us and demonstrate it through the winds. He doesn't have to do that, but he did. You know, he did that for Zayden. He demonstrated to Zayden how much he loved him by coming down on him because Zayden felt a conviction and because God wanted to answer him, but God wanted to show himself to Zayden. Not because of me or my talking to him or our Bible studies together in the morning, all that. God himself came down on my grandson. God himself has come with this sign again. And yes, you can have wind anytime. You can have wind anytime. You can have rain anytime. I'm not special because I came, the wind and the rain came. I'm not going to say that. I am going to say this, but God is using that today. He's using it now to show you, I am come down. I hear your cries. I hear your prayers. I hear what you're crying out to me. I hear about your family. I hear the church. And it looks like the enemy is winning. But I am come down. You know, all those signs in Egypt, the Pharaoh and the army still look like they were winning. Even though they would think these things were happening to their food and everything else, to the Egyptians, it still looked like, so what? What does that have to do with anything? Because God's ways are higher than your ways. And how he's going to do this is higher than your way. You know, we have a set mind that God has to come and do it like this. No. He doesn't do it like that. Whatever that is. Whatever your that is, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Say, I get rid of my that. I thought he was going to do it like that. I get rid of that. I'm getting rid of my that. For your personal situations and what you're going through, get rid of it. Get a clean slate. Even Israel, they, couldn't, they didn't know what that was going to be. They didn't know anything except the principle. You see, we get lost in methods. We get lost in paradigms. We get lost in our ideas and mindsets of what we think God looks like and how he's going to do it and all of it. Right now, I just want you to close your eyes and say, I need to get rid of all that. Just, just sit before the Lord for a few minutes and let the Spirit oh, come over us. See, even me, I'm still getting rid of that. <laughs> We're all getting rid of that, even me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. By your spirit, Lord. By your winds, by your spirit. Our mindsets. Get rid of that, Lord. Get rid of it. Get rid of all that. Get rid of all that. And all the fears, the fear. I just sense God's delivering from fear. And anxiety. That thing in the back of your mind, that little tugging. 
because you're trying to walk in faith and you're making those declarations out loud. Yes, I'm going to do my best, Lord. But deep inside, there's that gnawing fear. Let him get rid of that right now. Let him deliver you of that fear. The fear of the unknown. The fear of not having control over it. You see, we don't get to control it. But we get to walk with him. So let him deliver you right now of that fear, that anxiety. Let him just get rid of it. You see, because I am come down for you. He has come down for you. He's already come down. He's coming down. He's going to demonstrate himself. He demonstrated himself at the Red Sea, but he demonstrated himself at everything he did when they came out. It says in Exodus 3.8, he had already come down before they asked. Before you called, I already answered. It's not because we're crying out to God that he's coming down. He already came down. Amen? He already had a plan. He already knows what's going to happen. He already knows. Because he cares and loves you. He cares for you and he loves you. He loves the nation. He does. He loves the nations. There will not be a one world order. I'm going to tell you that now. There won't. Unless we sit back and let them. Yes. Which we'll talk about that later. But if we do what we're supposed to do, that's what happened with Israel. When they followed what God was doing, they came out. And God showed himself to the nations. You see, this war we're in right now is because God's going to show himself to the nations. We're headed for harvest. We're headed for shaking. But don't be afraid. God will take care of you. And you're going to have joy. Believe it or not, you're going to have joy. You're going to have joy. Is it going to be different? Yes. But is it going to be God? Yes, it's going to be God. Let me pray over you. Lord, we thank you so much for what you're doing right now. Lord, I just thank you how you use the natural things to show who you are. Those things that you created over the earth to demonstrate how much you love us and how much you care for what's going on around us. And even more than that, Lord, that you have it all planned out. You have it all planned out, Lord. But Lord, we know some things are conditional based on our decision to surrender to you, to surrender our will to your will. The biggest thing that Christians battle is to submit their will to the will of the Holy Spirit. That's the most important thing, Lord, that we can do as a beginning Christian or even down the road and we didn't know is to surrender ourselves to your plans and purposes for our lives. And so, Lord, I ask for that anointing today over everyone here. 
And Lord, that whatever has been in the way that has brought fear or confusion, even about the promises you've made to each and every one, I pray the voice of the Lord will break through. Let the wind blow. Let the Holy Spirit blow. Blow on us, Holy Spirit. Blow on us. Lord, you brought winds of fire at Pentecost. You brought winds of deliverance through the Red Sea. You bring change through the wind. You're blowing right now. The winds of the Spirit are blowing. And we thank you for it, Lord. We just thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's more to come. That's just the beginning, believe it or not. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to introduce my two friends that came with me really quickly. Would you girls stand up for me, please? You young, mighty women of valor here. Yes. Thank you. You guys, how many of you remember Karen? Karen, raise your hand. She came last time when we came to the barn revival. And Karen has a ministry. It's uh, Iowa Apostolic Prayer Network. I had founded Iowa Apostolic Prayer Network years ago and started the prayer over Iowa when I joined Chuck. And then I went with Cindy when he stopped doing the prayer network. But now Karen is the Iowa leader for Iowa Apostolic Prayer Network. I turned that even over to her. That's her ministry now. And she has Iowa APN. And she's the leader for Reformation Prayer Network for Cindy. And she's uh, got her own ministry called Winds of Change. So, and her and her husband. So I just wanted to introduce Karen. And she's part of my SEA and my FOTEM for many, many years. Many, many years. And then Carol Manziera. She's from Des Moines, Iowa. And her and her husband, Mark, pastor a church up in Des Moines. And they're apostles in Des Moines. And they pretty much watch over Des Moines, to prayer over Des Moines too. But, um, and they did that for me and they helped Karen with that as well. And, um, but she's part of my, they're both part of my council of the prophets that gets together on the phone and together. So we're going to pray for you and they're going to help me because I'm not going to do it all. (laughs) So we can pray for a few of you and, um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. But I just wanted to introduce you. Everybody say hi, Carol and Karen. So I just, they both, the Lord told them to come, and so they came, and I'm very grateful that they came too, and they minister in their own right, let me tell you, they're awesome in their own right, so, you know, that's the other thing, when you leaders that are raising up other leaders, you make sure they're just as good as you, or better, because you're going to be accountable to the Lord for that, yeah, it's not about you being the head honcho, it's about you laying down your life. Remember that. And serving everyone else so they will come into all that God has for them. That's how we do it. That's how I do it. You can ask them. I'm really pushy and push them into all that they're doing now. And so they can do everything that I can do. Amen? All right. So they're going to do something. I'm going to come down. Put these things down. You take them where God has taken you. (laughs) That's exactly right. Come on. Stand up a minute. Just. That was an awesome word this morning. I'm telling you, that is awesome. 
When you hear a prophet with an apostolic anointing that comes forth, now you've heard it this morning. Did she not sow into us? I want you to hear the Lord. We're going to sow into her ministry. Of course, you know she's going to be here tomorrow, and some of you know that. She'll be here tomorrow morning, tomorrow night. But this is a time to hear the Lord. I'm convinced if we can't hear it in our money, we don't hear it anywhere. So, we're going to, Eddie, just bring the offering bucket up here, I guess. If you're to sow this morning, just sow into it. We give her the proceeds. God's good, isn't he? Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you. You know just exactly what we're all to do. I know you've spoken to me. You, you speak clearly, Lord. We just bless you. We honor you. Lord, we just thank you for this vessel that's willing to just say yes to you. We just bless you, Lord. Thank you. Just thank you. Just thank you now. Now just come put your money in the offering bucket up here. Or you can put it in tomorrow. That's fine. You just obey the Lord. Whatever he's saying to you today. And then we'll go on. In Jesus' name. I got a message from my a friend in Colorado this morning, and it showed up. I, I believe it maybe it was a horse shoer <laughs> shoeing a horse, and uh, the caption under it was, uh, "Let your hands get dirty and keep your mind clean," something like that. So I know him well. He's kind of in my age group. So I sent him back. So uh, I know you won't get your hands dirty today. And he sent me back. He said, no, I won't. The wind's blowing too hard up here in Colorado. Wow. I said, it's blowing here also. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. Let's do this. Um, we have three groups here, actually, is what I see. Let's see how many we have over here. Okay. All together, we have a couple more missing. And we have a little bit more. So let's have a couple go over here. You guys go over that side. And what we'll do is we'll put Karen over there, Carol here, and I'll come over here. So, and we'll pray, okay? If you want a prophetic word, Karen, you get over here. <laughs> and Carol will come over here. And um, we'll, we'll pray for you. If you want your phone, get it ready. And we'll pray for you. We're going to just do that. Well, it won't take real long. We're just going to seek the Lord about giving you a prophetic word right now. Now, before I start, did you have anything for this region right now that you're supposed to release? Or not yet? How about you? Did you have anything prophetic you want to say? Okay, wait. Okay. Um, I believe the Lord showed me that there's just lots of movement here. There's lots of... 
you, you know, there is that big meeting going on over there, but there, there was movement before that meeting came. There's just movement here, and we can step in it or not step in it. And I'm here, I'm stepped into it. Um, I could tell when I came, I, there's something um, of God moving yes. here. Yes, these other meetings, God is moving. He really is moving. It's not just us. It's, he is moving amongst his people. The wind is blowing and in every way. And I believe we're going to see miracles this weekend, too. I do. I feel like the Lord showed me that we're going to start seeing miracles here. And I believe you have miracles here anyway, but I believe God is going to reveal himself through miracles this, this week, this whole week. Not even just us, even in those meetings. So we've stepped into that, that what God is doing. That's what we're doing. We're stepping into what he is doing. So let's come on up and get with the line, you're, the place you're in. And then, um, actually, I think I made too many go over on that side. Yeah, you guys come back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. And so just mind you guys stay back here and get in Carol's line. Bring your phone up, and they're going to pray and prophesy with you, and that way we won't have 